0: customers hate shopping for insurance. People hate shopping for insurance. The process of actually getting insurance and feeling comfortable that you're getting the right coverage at the right price is painful. Um, So we think that by embedding access to those products um, through an environment that they're already spending time in, that can add enormous value.
1: Today, I'm here with Matt Chesky. He is the president at Insuritas. Welcome, Matt.
0: Thanks, Josh. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you could just uh, give folks who aren't familiar a little bit of background about the company and kind of, uh, you know, your role as the president and how that's evolved.
0: Sure. Glad to. Uh, so we are, we have to be one of the oldest insure tech uh, companies out there. The uh, the business was actually founded in the late 90s uh, when Congress passed Gramm-Leach-Bliley, which allowed uh, banks and credit unions to get into the insurance agency business. Um, and the business model originally uh, was designed to help banks and credit unions form uh, their own insurance agency. Uh, they would own, it would be branded to look and feel like an extension of the financial institution. But we would run it turnkey on their behalf. We would handle all the policy sales, servicing, carrier relations uh, to dampen their operating risk, execution risk, let the bank kind of focus on banking while we would uh, help them offer insurance to their customers. So in the early days of the business, it was largely a referral business, right? We'd go into bank branches and train tellers on how to refer uh, their customers to the agency for a quote. Uh, And obviously, one of the challenges we had early on was that every customer that walks into a bank branch is an insurance buyer. So we had uh, a lot of challenges with trying to get qualified leads, engage people um, that were insurance buyers, but also uh, people that were actively in the market for insurance at that point in time. Uh, So the model has stayed the same structurally over the last 20 years, but how we do our business has, has evolved quite a bit. There are really three things that we focus on, kind of, with our financial institution partners and in, in how we think about acquiring uh, customers. So the first is that our partners have insight into when their customers might have an insurance need. Um, that starts on the lending side, right? Banks and credit unions are creating insurance needs for their borrowers every time they approve a loan. They require insurance as a condition of funding, right? So we're able to connect to that customer right at loan origination, let them know that we can help them with that need. Uh, the second step is to try and make that shopping experience for the customer uh, as easy as possible. We can help ease the process of getting a quote by pre-filling the application with all the information the bank has about that customer. The last thing that kind of the third leg of the stool for us with our bank partners is that unlike a lot of the other insurtechs techs in this space that are starting Um, starting their relationship with a customer uh, as purely new, right? They're a new brand. They're a new company that's being introduced to the customer. And they have to really work to win that customer's trust, uh, where the customer feels comfortable buying insurance and protecting some of their largest assets with that company. We start well down that path because uh, we typically, well, the customer sees us as an extension of their community bank or credit union. Where they already have their mortgage, their savings account, um, their kids' checking accounts. I mean, they we're typically the fourth or fifth product into that household. So we're working with a customer that already has pretty deep respect and, and trust in our brand.
1: Uh, I've had a, you know a few different folks on on the podcast who either have been doing embedded insurance in the U S or in, in, in some markets overseas, uh, already, or are providing some technologies to sort of try to make the embedded experience, um, more seamless, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like in a sense, you guys have been doing embedded for two decades now. So, you know, how have you seen that evolve and, um, maybe with some of these new players coming in or new technologies coming in, how is that changing the way you do things, if at all?
0: Sure. Five years ago, most of our carrier partners, uh, both the national brands as well as a lot of the regional companies, uh, didn't know how to spell API. Um, Now, most of them are clamoring to integrate directly with platforms like ours, uh, which unlocks a lot of opportunity in terms of uh, enabling embedded access to their products, right, where we can actually embed the ability to get an auto insurance quote uh, alongside an auto loan application,
1: and are you finding any regulatory hurdles as you try to, you know, do some of these things?
0: No. So for us as a broker, obviously we we pay close attention to the regulatory environment, working um, you know with regulators across all the states that we're we're operating in. But obviously, most of their time and energy is focused on the actual underwriting companies, right? And as a broker. We're simply connecting consumers to the insurance carriers that ultimately take on the balance sheet risk and are going to pay claims. So um, from a regulatory and compliance standpoint, uh, the distribution of insurance products through banks uh, is fairly secure.
1: And have you contemplated at any point in time sort of moving into the MGA or do you think sort of sticking to what you know is, is the right way to go?
0: That's a great question. Uh, It it certainly is something we've contemplated uh, quite a bit over the years. Um, The biggest thing for us and the reason why the idea of becoming an MGA or or building a full stack carrier uh, alongside our distribution model or to support it is that we have access through our bank partners to an enormous amount of data that could be valuable from an underwriting perspective, but that our current carrier partners just aren't set up to work with in thinking about what is best for our consumers. What we hear from them over and over again is uh, they're not, they're not singularly focused on price. They really want the right coverage at the right price and they are convinced, I think rightly so, that they're going to get that through a model that offers choice.
1: So this is great because you keep uh, teeing up the questions I want to ask for me. So (laughs) given the amount, enormous amount of data that you have access to, um, obviously there's privacy laws and different things, but you can, I'm sure, look at things on an aggregated basis. And so do you see any particular trends either you know around buying behavior around the products people are interested in, the coverage levels, uh, you know those types of things and and if so, how how do you use it if you know at the moment you're not building your own products?
0: Yeah, uh, good question. So I think in in terms of product interest certainly the last eighteen months have been challenging for. All of our uh, all the people that we work with, uh, all of the policyholders that we support and prospective customers uh, recently that had the biggest shift is we've seen a a significant increase in consumers that are shopping with us because they're evaluating their monthly expenses uh, and trying to find ways to save money. Uh, So we've seen a meaningful increase in uh, price driven shopping behavior over the last for like ninety to hundred and twenty days that we expect will continue through two thousand twenty-two.
1: Got it. I, I'm sure, at a minimum, your partners are are, are hoping you're going to protect their brand and and hopefully enhance their brand. Uh, so, how how do you ensure that 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 you're delivering properly on that sort of a trusted relationship?
0: There are a few ways that we think about that. Uh, and helping get our partners comfortable with, with what that experience will look like. Uh, the first is we only work with A-rated carriers. We limit our products to just those that are supported by A-rated balance sheets, where we have a high degree of confidence. The claims experience, uh, where it comes into play, is going to be solid. The other thing we do that, as far as I'm aware, is is unique culturally for us is one, we're a net promoter score shop, um, so we, add, we, we subscribe to the net promoter score methodology of assessing customer experience. We ask every customer that shops with us or existing policyholder that, that services their policy with us, scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend this to a friend or family member? Every time a customer responds to one of our surveys, giving us an assessment of how we did, we forward their response to every team member of our company. Every Insuritas employee sees that response come into their uh, their Outlook inbox uh, in real time. So we get a flow of customer feedback all day, every day. Customers telling us how we did.
1: So this is probably an extreme example, but you know I think Ray Dalio is pretty notorious for having had you know radical transparency in his firm, mm-hmm. and you know you got to be able to take harsh criticism when it's appropriate and all those sorts of things and sort of lay everything out there publicly for everyone to see. So, um, it doesn't sound like that's exactly what's going on here, but nonetheless, there is a degree of transparency. And I'm just curious, does that require a certain type of team member to, uh, be able to succeed in your organization?
0: It, it does. Uh, and that's a good question too. One of the things we do, uh, we we make a point of there's any negative feedback we get, cause it's, we always tag who the agent was that was working with that customer. So we have a real time insight into that. We make a point as a leadership team of thanking that agent for getting that feedback every time, especially when it's negative, to reinforce that getting that negative feedback is much better for us as a company then the alternative, which is the customer feeling bad about their experience but walking away without saying anything,
1: you know, technology on its own or technology for technology's sake, you, you know, isn't really going to get you anywhere. You've got to have strategy. You've got to have process. Um, so, you know, how how has the company approached that? Is the way you need to approach it today different than it was twenty years ago?
0: We have certainly done our fair share of chasing kind of shiny uh, technology opportunities over the years, things that uh, look and and sound good and might have worked in other industries trying to transplant them into insurance. I think the most important thing that we try to keep in mind is focusing on what the customer wants first Uh, and being a platform that has all these distribution partners in place today. We'll uh, work with thousands of customers just today alone. We have this constant feedback loop from customers about what they're looking for, how we could improve their experience, actual real customer feedback, uh, rather than just kind of looking at the industry from the outside and saying, boy, how, how do I think I could improve this without that being rooted in what customers want?
1: Great, well, appreciate everything you've shared today. Matt, is there anything else you'd like to, uh, you know, again, share with the group before we wrap up? No, this has
0: been great. Thanks so much for uh, the opportunity and having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Matt Chesky, president at Insuritas, thanks again and uh, look forward to catching up again soon.
0: Great. Thanks, Josh. Take care.